Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today is, in some ways, a follow-up to my episode I did probably three months ago at the beginning of this feed about my five favorite romantic comedies, because we're going to talk about a romantic comedy that came out not that long ago and one that might come out but has a lot of controversy. So Nancy Myers is probably the, the most famous we celebrate the director and worst in Hollywood films screenwriter behind Nora Ephron who did When I Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, and, and You've Got Mail, Here and all others. And Hollywood's Nancy Myers is probably the most famous for Parent Trap as much as anyone career, does. and it's They've complicated, it for over 30 and years. mostly dying cute vehicles. Here's Gregory and May. And she's known for like having her movies take place in gorgeous houses, in particular gorgeous kitchens, and everybody he's dressed up in gorgeous outfits and wool sweaters and all these things so it was announced because she hasn't done a movie probably in at least five years she also did the intern with hathaway and de niro and it was announced that netflix was going to collaborate with myers and they were going to do a romantic comedy and this romantic comedy was going to be at least the the name of it right now is paris paramount and it was very kind of like Spielberg with the Fablemans, somewhat semi-autobiographical about a couple who successfully writes and produces a lot of movies and then becomes divorced and then they have to reunite to do a new movie. And this is kind of based on Nancy Myers' life where she, early in her career, was married to a producer and and they've had at least one child because that child uh, she has collaborated, collaborated with recently. And... They still had to work together after the divorce. So when the news broke that Myers was going to do her first movie in five years, and look, there is a niche for Nancy Myers movies, uh, a certain demographic, which is the Diane Keaton demographic, the wealthy middle class to upper middle class, middle aged to older ladies would eat this stuff up. So what did I want to say about this? Before we talk about the scandal of it, I wanted to talk about Your Place or Mine. Now, many of you might have seen this rom-com. It had Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. It came out on Netflix probably in February. And when this movie was announced, people were excited because these are two well-known actors Obviously, Witherspoon is known for romantic comedies, Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, she's known for some bad ones too, but This Means War, of course, Legally Blonde, and she's she's done her work of rom-coms. And Kutcher, Kutcher's done uh, What Happens in Vegas with Cameron Diaz. He's done a couple, he did one with Brittany Murphy. And so, you know, he's just married, I think was that one. So he has a share too. And so there was excitement about this because these are two well-known actors that probably a little younger than my generation, but well-established, and this movie was expected to do well. Now, let me tell you, I saw this movie, and I could tell within five minutes it was dreadfully bad, and I love rom-coms. I don't watch any horror. The older I get, I just notice I like watching movies that are just predictable but make you feel good. I just don't want to feel bad. So now it's pretty much I just watch action and then drama, period dramas, and then I like comedies and romantic comedies. So this movie is trying to rip off, in many ways, Sleepless in Seattle, and that Kutcher and 
Witherspoon are living in separate towns. Now, the big difference is that in, of course, Lupus in Seattle, Hanks and Ryan don't know each other until the end. They don't meet till the end. This one, they try to hook up early in their lives in the 90s. There's a flashback. And then after that, they just realize that they should be friends. So they're friends that live in different parts of the United States when the movie opens. So Kutcher is the typical, like what you would expect. Rich, handsome man with commitment phobia issues who's just banging women indiscriminately, has books in his oven because he never cooks and so forth. Witherspoon is the, you know, frumpy soccer mom, has one kid and is just not, she lives in LA, but she's, I don't know what you would call it, crunchy granola, bland, blah, blah, blah. So. The whole point is through a series of events, Kutcher ends up kind of like the holiday movie with uh, Jude Law and, and Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. They switch places and Witherspoon, because they were supposed to meet up, but they can't meet up. Witherspoon goes to New, goes to New York and lives in his high-rise penthouse. He goes to LA and lives in her house with the child. And then there's a, a, a second story where she meets Jesse Williams, the black guy from Grey's Anatomy with the pretty eyes. And um, he's supposed to be the foil, but ultimately at the end, they decide to be together. This movie is horrifically done. The dialogue is bad. There is no chemistry. And this, this CGI, the Brooklyn Bridge, I mean, you could tell they did this for pennies. So I guess Witherspoon and Kutcher could get all the money. Uh, it was just horrible and it got panned and it should have got panned. This movie is just atrocious. So how to do a good rom-com? Look at Nora Ephron and, and, and Nancy Myers. So going back to Nancy Myers, this is the controversy of the movie. Myers told Netflix, I am not going to do this for a dime under $150 million. Netflix, of course, they have money coming out of the you-know-what because of all of our subscri <laughs> our subscriptions, said, yeah, we'll do it for $130, which is still a lot. You know, a rom-com isn't supposed to cost that much money. Most rom-coms are going to, at least at the peak rom-coms, were made, depending on how big the star was, maybe 30 to 50 million, and they would make 100 million. So there was always money to get back. And then sometimes if the movie blew up, you'd make a lot of money. Like my big fat Greek wedding, of course, was a very small budget, banged way over 100 million. But even like my best friend's wedding and Notting Hill and, and some of those. But that normally is a return of investment. So Netflix is like, yeah, we love to have you. You haven't done a movie in five years. You definitely have a cachet and a pedigree. I don't know if they would get new subscribers because of it, because pretty much everyone in America has Netflix or is like ripping off Netflix from somebody. But I think it's reasonable. They're like 130. I think this is sufficient to do the movie. And Meyer's like, no, I need to have the perfect kitchen. Uh, it's going to be for 150. And so they uh, couldn't, they, they were at an impasse. And so Netflix dropped the movie. And let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel we have the awakened man which has been around since the spring of 2017 which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food big pharma cover-ups and ways to biohack your life we also have the female holistic health apothecary which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel and there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there and then more recently about two years ago i just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because i'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and lastly we have the confessions of an obese child feed 
which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to, how to function with that, and also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Now let's get back to the show. Netflix dropped the movie and now it's being sold to various regular studios or even the uh, IT streamers like Apple, Amazon. It looks like Warner Brothers is the most interested in this. And look, a couple of things. So let me tell you who is supposed to be in this movie. Now we have above the line, below the line. So above the line is the actors, directors, the, the, the people that are on the screen are doing the movie. Below the line is gonna be like the editor, cinematographer. You talk about the Academy Awards. Most of the awards at the Academy Awards are below the line. Uh, so the above the line budget, or not, in other words, the salary for the four lead actors in Myers was reported to be $80 million. Now, you might think, okay, this isn't bad, because one thing is, look, Netflix doesn't give you royalties. So with anything Netflix, it's not like some movies where, hey, I get, like Tom Cruise, I get like 10% of the profits of however the movie does if it goes above a certain threshold. Netflix pays everybody, including directors, producers, and actors, up front. So understand that. So that's gonna inflate the number because these actors can't get any royalties after the fact, but still. So look who's in this movie though. If it's 80 million, let's just kick, you know, carve off, I don't know, 15 million for Myers' is, uh, Myers is fee, let's just say. So let's say it's 65 million. If you're getting Daniel Day-Lewis out of retirement and reuniting ABBA to do the sound, well, I guess they already reunited, but to to you know, you get these very high level actors and actresses okay maybe i can understand it but look who the leads were going to be in this movie scarlett johansson owen wilson penelope cruz and fassbender those were going to be the four leads who was going to play who i'm assuming like penelope cruz was not going to play the, the Nancy Myers character, that would be ScarJo. So ScarJo, I'm assuming, would be paired up with Owen Wilson. And then I guess Penelope Cruz or Fastbender would be one of their friends, and I, I don't know. But l let's look at this crew. Fastbender, I'm assuming, because he's top-notch talent, who has not done a lot of movies since he and Alicia Vikander got married and had a kid. Probably he's the one, he and ScarJo are demanding the most money, I'm, I'm assuming. Because Fassbender has never really done a rom-com. He does the serious movies like Shame and some other movies. Glorious Bastards, of course. But he has never done a rom-com. So I'm assuming maybe he's the one who's asking for the most. And I, I think he would do well in a rom-com. I'd like to see him do a rom-com. I think it'd be good for his career. He's an amazing actor. But it would show some range and humanize him a little. A little. ScarJo, not a big fan of ScarJo Hansen. I don't think she's that good of an actress. I know... The marriage story, I guess she's great. I guess, Lost in Translate, I guess, Marvel, no. <sighs> no, thank you. I would, I, 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 she's probably demanding the most. Yeah, I'll pass. Owen Wilson and Cruz have not been relevant in quite some time. Owen Wilson, yeah, did Marry Me and the movie with Sama Hayek. He, he likes doing the movies with the Latinos, apparently. But he has not been relevant in 10 years. 
He has not. And then Penelope Cruz, as I've you know jokingly talked about, is horrible in all English movies and pretty good in Spanish movies, although Motivar movies. So when I look at the the budget for Above the Line, I'm like, really? $80 million of this is supposed to go to those four? I mean, if I had to do a draft, I'd keep Fassbender. That's the only one I would keep. If you need like an upper 30s actress, I'm sure I look, I would I, take Amanda Seyfried. Give me Amanda Seyfried and Fassbender. G give me that as the couple. And then the backup couple, I don't really care. But this is crazy. 80 million. I get they don't get royalties, but still 80 million. And, you know, on one level, kudos to Myers because Myers knows her power. She's like, look, I want 150 million. 80 of it's going to go to above the line. 60 million is going to go to the kitchen. You know, this is what I want. Give it to me. Netflix, to their credit, like, yeah, no, sorry. We're not going to give it to you. As if $20 million, because she wanted 150, they were going to do it for one for 130. As if $20 million is really a lot to Netflix. It's not. So now they lost it. They lost the exclusive movie, Nancy Myers movie. And it looks like Warner Brothers will pick it up and probably do it for less and do the royalties and all that, make the budget lower. And it'd be good because we need rom-coms back in the theater. I think episode four was how the the comic book movies have destroyed the the theater going experience if you like dramas and rom-coms and all these are pretty much dead at theatrical release so we need this movie so i'm glad somebody else is going to pick it up i just think the casting is, is a poor choice i will be wrong whenever this movie comes out in 2024 i could be wrong but i just think the the leads are pretty atrocious and look if you want a good rom-com I mean, recent, I think Set It Up on Netflix with Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell is, is a good rom-com. And of course, to all the boys I loved before, if you want a high school one, I mean, to me, those are probably the bar of recent ones. And I mean, recent last, like in the last three, four years. But please avoid the Kutcher Witherspoon one. It is atrocious. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Cinema Rag regarding this topic. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow The Rag today. Until next time.